You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. And I'm your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,211. And I can guarantee this is going to be a great interview. How do I know that? Because I've invited my friend, Mari Kurtz. She's more than my friend. She's the president of Calpac Sheet Metal and OC Metals. Living by the motto, there is something exceptional in each one of us. That's why Mari and her team strive to serve others with dedication and integrity that they need when it comes to sheet metal and projects. At Calpac Sheet Metal and OC Metals, they believe the most prepared team succeed every time. And they're always looking to be the best and to provide the best service. Mari was first on Critical Mass Radio Show in 2011. This is her third appearance. She came in as a joint guest one other time when we talked about women in construction. I've invited her back just to give us an update. For those of you that may not know Mari, let's start, Mari. First of all, thanks for being here. So good to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Can you tell us about OC Metals and Calpac Sheet Metal? What makes your firms unique in your space, especially in the minds of your clients and your prospects? Well, Calpac Sheet Metal is a specialty subcontractor that installs architectural sheet metal products. And uh, along rooftops, um, on all over the roof, there's quite a bit of metal in, in different ways being used, some, sometimes for aesthetic purpose uh, and then others for uh, waterproofing. Mm-hmm. There's also exterior uh, metal wall facades that we also do. Standing Sea Metal Roofing has grown and uh, Calpac has grown into a company that uh, supplies and installs those products. OC Metals is the manufacturing arm, and not only does it manufacture architectural metal products for Calpac sheet metal, but we do for uh, a wide variety of other types of contractors as well as homeowners Mm and uh, businesses too. So we're really a custom metal manufacturing shop. So we've heard the term vertically integrated, and that's kind of what I think of you, right? You manufacture parts that you're using to install. Is that a competitive advantage for CalPAC to have OC Metals as a partner like that? Uh, absolutely, uh, both ways. For, so, so OC Metal was was born out of the need for Calpac to manufacture its own products. Okay, uh, we were running into delays and uh, in products that were made correctly and with the motivation to be able to turn uh, sales around. OC Metals was born to supply Calpac sheet metal. And on the back side of that, what happened was um, we also built the opportunity when CalPAC was slow that we had revenue coming in from an additional source. Right. So it, they really serve each other. So there you go. I mean, that's a born of a need, mm-hmm. right? And seeing an opportunity to have a really you needed a better manufacturer for the sheet metal products, so you created one. In OC Metals, right? Yes. And, and I kind of, one of the, was the sparking factor uh, for OC Metals was we bid on a large project and the contract, CalPAC did, the contractor that received and was awarded the contract, we knew he couldn't, they couldn't, they weren't manufacturing the products and, and we knew we could. And we knew all of the parts and pieces that went into the bid. Mm-hmm. 
so after finding out that we lost it, I turned around and I went and presented to him. Here's all your material cost. Here's what we can do it for. Wow. We'll do it and was awarded, you know, our first big uh, manufacturing or fabrication contract. Right. Outside of CalPAC. So Outside of, yeah. Right. That's yeah. fantastic. All right. We're talking with Mari Kurtz. That's why I said we're going to have a great interview here today. We're already kind of hitting it out of the park. What are the most successful niches for your combined companies? Where do you serve, Mari? We have grown into, um, when I first uh, took over operations in 1998, we were primarily serving new residential home building. And so that consisted of rain gutters and trims, and that wasn't able to sustain us. So we went into the specialty um, architectural products and custom. So really the niche is there for things that you won't be able to buy off the shelf or another contractor could buy off the shelf at Home Depot or or one of, uh, you know, maybe a commercial supplier. They're just not going to have those products available. Construction, so many different parts and pieces come together. The conditions all change. So in a fast amount of time, you need to be able to respond and and put solutions um, and applications that either – weather tight the building or give you an aesthetic finished look Mm -hmm. so that's where oc metals and calpac really stands out is um, our ability to fabricate custom metal products so take me back to when you made the decision to go from what i think of as residential based products to the commercial products how were you received when you first introduced yourself into that space i don't nobody had confidence in us that we could deliver we didn't have we were unproven we didn't have a history of doing it even though we had the what i was kind of banking on was that i had built this great shop and everybody was like of course they can make it where else are you going to make it but of People need to know that you have, you know, a proven record of delivering. Right. Uh, At that time, then I partnered up. um, I decided it would be best to bring in the expertise, somebody who had the reputation of being able to deliver and do it and understand it Uh and uh, get us up to speed um, in the industry. So that was that was the strategy then then kind of bringing on a. So are you saying that you recognized to be able to be successful that you needed to bring in outside talent who had both the reputation in the industry, but also the real world experience to ensure that you could meet these budgets and deadlines and projects? Right away, okay. right away. That was I, I recognized it immediately. Um, that hey, nobody's just going to give us a job because we say we can and we will. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that is a teachable moment here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast because many times companies. Okay, so our loyal listeners know when you hear the gong that you had a teachable moment there, and so if you were like listening but not really listening, you may want to. Go back about a minute to pick up what we talked about. So to recap for those of you that are listening to us live, what I'm hearing from you is what I think is exceptional is many times business leaders and owners think they can just power through it with the people that they have. There's a little bit, I'm sure, of challenge bringing in outside talent as well because your team may think, hey, we can do this as well. And then you've got to manage the the politics, if you will, or at least the people aspect of relying on an outsider in some ways to help you to learn to do the new business. So congratulations to you to recognizing the, the shortest path to success is bringing in outside talent. Absolutely. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you for, yes. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. It's a, it's a long road. <laughs> it's a long road. And, uh, and uh, Yes. And on the other side, it, it, it is, I think, the, the best way um, to, you know, it is an investment 
And but there, especially in construction, there are so many parts, moving pieces, and parts of that that making the mistakes are so costly, and you don't want to make things twice, and you don't want to do them again. Right, mm-hmm. and because you're not only manufacturing them to tight tolerances, now you have to install them, and it has to fit and finish. And I mean, you gotta. And you we're know. the last ones there, so right. we, our product really has to shine. I right. always have to say, if I drive by something, I'll remember it. <laughs> I I remember what was going on with that metal. Right, and to be the last for those of you in the construction industry, you may want to, you may remember or know the challenge of being the last person on the job because all the you inherit all the delays and things that happened before you. Right, you're right. still the one that needs to get done on it doesn't matter doesn't either matter. and especially when it's your yeah when you're up all people just want to see is everything done let's get this job done already well, yeah right how long yeah. is it going to take you guys we have a situation right now where we're dealing with a project where they uh stuccoed or plastered an area that wasn't supposed to be and now they want to just cover it with metal and I'm refusing to do it because it'll look awful <laughs> and all anybody will see is like who the hell was the metal contractor right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good for you. Stand your ground. Absolutely. All right. So we're moving along here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast today with Mari Kurtz. Uh, you know, I'd like to ask you to think about a time in your professional experience where you failed at something. I know that might be hard, but think about it. I'll give you a minute here, as I say, that was very important to you. You know, something that was strategic in the business. And if you can think about a time when that happened, maybe give us the circumstances and let our audience know the lesson that you learned from that experience, Mari. Absolutely. For me, I mean, there's been several. <laughs> there's been several. One of the ones that stand out, or I think, is was a really important lesson. Um, when solar was coming on about 2011, 2010, I was inspired uh, by a friend who's a manufacturer. Uh, he manufactures attachment components, and I decided that we should be a distributor for them, and. It it was a it was it was a good idea. Other than it's far different from our business model and what we deliver and what we do. Mm. And what happened? What ended up happening was that I pulled away from resources, um, you know, financial and uh, manpower, and you know, space in our facility too, and dedicated to stocking and buying and delivering and. Uh, you know, these uh, attachment, the solar attachment solutions. And it was, it just was a bad fit. It wasn't good for us. It wasn't who we are or what we do. And so we, we eventually uh, put the kibosh on it and said, you know, this is, we're not going to do this anymore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a strategic decision. It makes sense. You want to kind of expand your product portfolio and solar's hot and you're in that space kind of anyway, right? I don't want to embarrass you, but do you have a financial number of what you thought that might have? I mean, did because you, you had to buy inventory, maybe you were able to sell it. But I mean, not only people's time, but you had hard costs. Two of to three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know I know financially the number right off the, that I invested two hundred thousand dollars, but what it cost and operationally turning it around, releasing it, debt inventory, you know, all of those right. things. I think by the time it was done, you know, finished, put it away, I, I'm certain it probably cost somewhere over $300,000. Wow. So there you go. And, and I'm sure to the organization, they were wondering, what are we doing, right? There were probably some voices in the company who maybe there didn't. Was, there right. was pushback. And, and as a leader, and, and there was there was pushback. And understandably, I, I'd like to listen to my team, but I'm also – 
I also want us to grow. Right. And, and their confidence in me is important. And I know that I have that from my team. So they're willing to, okay, let's do this. They get behind it. So it's hard to, you know, I felt like I was letting them down sure. as well. Right. You know, but we learn. Right. We, okay. we learn and grow. So let's, that segues to our unintended consequence question that mm-hmm. I love to ask. Um, if you can think about a strategic decision that you made that had an outcome that was different from what you or your team had intended it to be, um, maybe it was a positive unintended consequence, it was better, or maybe it was not a positive, it was a negative effect or an unintended consequence of something that you put your heart into or strategically decided to do. Do you have a situation like that that we could maybe? Well, you know, in in thinking about that, it, what comes to mind immediately right now, I think, is where we're at. So we, sales for quite a few years were our challenge. And sheet metal, selling sheet metal, architectural sheet metal products and, and installation, you have to have a, a knowledge. So what we did was we trained, we brought men out of the field who'd been working in the field a long time, and we trained them, uh, you know, for the computer skills, estimating, and we brought the men to uh, beef up sales. Well, uh, they did. They successfully, over uh, the last few years, we our sales have tripled. <laughs> And the unintended it's all content. good so far. Yeah, and and, and great, right? right? So so we were looking at last year a backlog of sales that was huge. Well, pro- projects were delayed, got put on hold, and there's not a surplus of qualified men in the field to be able to install it. So where there wasn't an opportunity for us to hire based on the amount of work we we received. Um, and were awarded. So we've had for the past six months, we've been just thin as can be. We've been running six days a week. The guys are 10 hours a day and they're just the hiring challenge. It, it, it grows and grows out there as far as the trades are concerned. Uh, so the unintended concept, it's, it's not comfortable. It all feels not good when you're not delivering to your customer. We, we're doing, but, and what I'm realizing now is it's okay to say no to work. So we are being more selective um, about the projects that we are taking only because I don't want to let people down. I would love to sell and do $20 million right. worth of work, do it but all. it's the, exactly, but it's not, it's not feasible. It's not. So I think the, from selling too much. So we were like, okay, we need sales. We got sales. Right. Um, you know, the world is building right now. It's, it's yes. on fire. This is a good time to be in construction. It's yes. a very good time. I, I mean, right. from a demand perspective, there's the demand, but there's an, all the issues yes. of satisfying the demand and fulfilling it and the staffing and the pay and oh my God, the expenses. Those are all the challenges. And, right. Right? Yeah. right. I mean, we bid work. You know, our work, we bid probably a year to two years before the project goes. So there's also the, oh the consequence gosh. of the yes. in, incurred increased cost to to, to right. perform the work. Right. So I, it, you really have to. Because you're bidding it with two-year-old numbers. Yeah. That's right. That's right. right. Oh, and baby. everybody's fear. If you don't bid it competitively, you're not going to get it. But the mindset right now is to bid it so that you can do it profitably. Right. So nobody needs the practice. <laughs> okay. We don't have it. That's true. No, we don't. Well, practice is good, but not in this case. All right. So a couple more questions. I'd like to ask guests about their guiding philosophy. We call it the guiding principle. You know, all the things you've learned in your time as a business owner, is there an overarching philosophy that you have that you're using to lead and grow your two firms? And if so, can you share that with our audience? And, and for me, it's all about the people. Okay. 
Yeah. You, you have to pour into your people. I, that's my favorite part about what I do. Um, our culture, it's, it's, it's very important that people have a place where they can come to work, where they feel supported and that there's an opportunity to grow and learn. And that's to me, you know, we are nothing without the people that are there. So that's, that's, for me, first and foremost, I think as people, you know, like when I'm talking to people in business, the other thing are young people coming up in business. It's know your cost of doing business too. Mm. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's a really important part of what I think we do is making sure that, um, you know, we're not, it's not costing us more (laughs) than what we're selling. Is that a lesson you had to learn in the business? I mean, was that something that you you kind of bore that from experience of oh it's a painful one yeah I mean even till recently I have a project where uh, we were we were trying to strategically get in with a builder and we took it below our bid what what we initially bid it for to we thought okay we're gonna we're just gonna really tighten our belts and you know watch this carefully and you know we ended up paying for this project and it's painful it's no fun yeah that is no fun do all the work all the stress and you still have to write checks at the end of it yeah yeah Yeah. and nobody thinks you know it's not like somebody's like gee thank you so much yeah Yeah, yeah. let me give you a little bonus completion bonus because you you did so well there (laughs) all right so like i said you were first on in 11 you were on a second time and now you're here in 2019 you're going to be back in the future what's going to be different in a year or two for you for your two firms mari where do you see taking them a couple, a couple components is uh, as like I spoke about the 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 shortage in the trades. We as a company have to put in um, in our organization um, a standard training program. So I'm hoping that that's going to be um, uh, something that we have you know put into process so that documented and that somebody can come in and kind of graduate out and go wherever um, they may go but have a fundamental plan of how to train a sheet metal installer and then uh, a a second part I I think is having um, replaced myself you know hiring putting somebody in in my shoes that I can uh, maybe work not less in the business and more on the sure. business. Yeah, it's demanding. Yeah, to be running two businesses and right. Okay. I, I get I get stuck in the everydayness and yeah, yeah that's right? that's not where my talents are best served. Right, so. you're capable of doing it though. Cause I'm seen, really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you in a lot of different areas, and you have command of that. Okay, that's fair enough. So if someone would like to learn more, and how could you not about Calpac sheet metal or OC metals? How do they find you online? Where would you suggest they go? Yeah, please go at calpacsheetmetal.com and ocmetals.com. And, uh, How do you spell calpac sheet metal? C-A-L-P-A-C-S-H-E-E-T-M-E-T-A-L. Singular. Yeah. Okay. Cal-Pac and then it's OC Metals. Oh, it's so confusing. Thank you. The I branding know, confusion. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this has been great. I want to thank you for being a friend of the program, a part of our community. This has just flown by the time here today. I've t- 
thoroughly enjoyed it, Mari Kurtz. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, every time. And also, I want to thank uh, Paul Roberts, who's the engineer for the show, and our producers, without whom we could not do the show, uh, Nicole Terry, Joan Park, and Crystal Nunley. If you'd like to connect with me, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Let's do it on LinkedIn, and we can go from there. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.